Today's episode is from a new podcast I have started to co-host called Drive to Wealth. Check it out. Because he was saying, before you talk anything about investing, you better have no credit card debt. You better have no personal loans. You better don't have a car that you need to pay off. You better don't have um, an unreasonable house to pay off. Welcome back, lads. Welcome back. Another day in paradise. Today, we're going to talk about quick money versus long-term money. Um, this is a question I came across last week because I see a lot of influencers talking about you have to invest, you have to put money aside, and uh, don't waste any money right now. Or like, Don't focus on the short term. So, Manish, you can kick things off. Uh, what do you think of that? And... Uh, yeah, your thoughts to this? Well, I think this is an interesting topic. It's one of those topics which I think we can probably discuss this to the end of time and find all the research in the world and, and still not come to a proper con conclusion whether you should really spend your time uh, pursuing quick money or long-term money. I think rather it's not a, you know, a one or the other. I think it's rather than that, it is more of a understand what each one is and the pros and cons of each one. Uh, and then like anything, it is a balance of those two things. So in terms of long-term money, I think that's probably what I've been focused on recently, well, for the last few years at least, almost a decade now. Um, and the long-term money is going to be the big money. You will make more. I mean, I have a background in real estate, so you will make more on capital appreciation holding that asset for 10, 20, 30, 40 years than you would in that entire time in rental income. So at that point is when you can cash out in your millions, hopefully millions. Um, but then at the same time, you still need money now to eat. Um, so, so it's balance, right? This is quite interesting because when you look at all, uh, I mean, we bring always those hyper successful people into this um, thingy here, right? But it's like you said, the big money is in the long term. There's no question. And funny enough, it will happen quickly. And it sounds weird because long term is not quick. Um, but if you let's just say the appreciation of the property, you physically don't have the money. But as soon as you sell the property, you have instant, very quickly, a lot of money. Does that make sense? So you actually have, you don't see the money grow. As soon as you sell it though, you have yeah, all of a sudden- Yeah, zero to a hundred. Yeah, so you have yeah. really quickly um, the money available to you um what i mean with quick money but yeah it's you're absolutely right the the big money is in the long term so if you wait and just um basically water the plant until it's becoming a huge as tree that's what we want to aim for um what i mean and clear maybe i should clarify this too what what does quick money mean um those shoe flipping uh couch flipping furniture appliances just flipping whatever flipping it is or 
those little side hustle. We are in a gig mm. side hustle culture, and this is where I think becomes it a little bit contradicting with the opportunity that people have. Um, I am bad at quick money. I'm just straight up. I'm very bad at quick money because I always focus on long-term money. That comes at a cost, and the cost is that you cannot really enjoy life as much as you would um, if you have endless money available today rather than in 10 years' time. Um, mm. So when I see, I saw, or I met a guy the other, like last year, where he started a company and he was, he's a coder. So he's in, in the, in Silicon Valley here in San Francisco. And he is making quite a good, decent amount of money. I mean, he, he makes probably between 10 to 20K uh, a, a month. Uh, this is just gross revenue. This is not just profits, just to clarify here. Um, but he could live of it already. Uh, the thing what I see now for him is this is not his passion or anything. So he just treats it as a side hustle. He has four other projects he works on right now. And I think this is where I want to kind of keep the focus on today uh, to talk about this. Because if you have something working that brings in cash right now, you can build this into a long-term kind of project. Um, because technically you need to feed yourself every single day. That, as mm. simple as that. Either you have a job that does that or you have a side hustle that does that. It doesn't matter. You need to get your paycheck one way or another. Someone has your money and you need to trade in something you have. Um, if you get a job, it's your time. If you have a side gig, it's value. Um, and maybe it's an item because you're flipping stuff. That's all fine. I'm not shitting on any of those side hustles because everything does bring in money. So that's what we are here for anyways. Um, I think it would be worth defining. Yeah, go on, finish your thought anyway. Uh, I just lost it, so it's fine. <laughs> sorry, sorry. It's okay. I, I think it would be worth defining the types of income. Um, so there's three main types of income. The first is earned. So that is your trading time with money, which is everyone's job. Basically, you go in, clock in at nine, clock out at five, and you get paid for those hours. Um, the second is portfolio income, which is flipping stuff. So you buying the shoes, selling it for a little bit more or whatever it may be. And the third is passive income. So when you start to separate these out into which ones are quick money and which ones are long term money, you realize that, in fact, they actually feed into each other. So in that sense is that, yeah, I could go out and flip shoes or I could sell. And this is exactly what I did when I was younger, actually, is, is selling, is buying stuff for one price and selling it for slightly more. You used to buy stuff in bulk and then sell it. Um, but then what do you do with that money that you get? Is Could you then invest long term? Well, maybe. But what happens if that's not that much? What would be the better thing to do is to invest it? Yes, still for long term, but invest it in education right so that yeah. your skill set becomes better then now your quick money is not just making like 50p on every can of coke that you sell or if that even like 2 3p 10p whatever it may be yeah um or cents for americans out there um then 
you get to the point where you say, okay, I've put in a hell of a lot of work and not made much money, but I've learned maybe the art of sales or I've learned to become consistent. Put that money into something that will teach you some more skills, mm -hmm. like, uh, for example, coding or some sort of design. Then maybe you can combine those skills, selling those simple items with the new skill of design or graphic design, for example, combine those, now sell your graphic design stuff which will then be, yes, quick money, but it's taken time to make because you've gone through those stages. Yeah. Right? So you can sell, you can make make that drawing in a night and then sell it. I don't really know how these things work. So if you can't make the drawing in a the night, then <laughs> don't come in. But, <laughs> but that, you know, that's just one example, right? Yeah. So I think that it moves in stages. And once you get to long-term money, in terms of real estate, which is what? most of them i mean every single wealthy person out there is investing in real estate yeah and what you find there is that yes capital the capital appreciation of the properties on average in, in this country in the uk double every eight to ten years and that is obviously compounded right so in year one it's ten thousand pound in year two is twenty thousand uh, sorry in year ten is uh twenty thousand pounds so it's only increased twenty thousand it's only increased ten but then the second set of 10 years is it's increased 20, right? And it's doubling each time. So then, yes, you can sell it or whatever. Um, but that's not really what the rich people will do because you're taxed on that. But what you also find with those long-term investments, and especially if you're doing it like, for example, in stocks and shares, if you build up a stocks and shares portfolio, or if you build up a real estate portfolio, the income that that's bringing every single month almost is like quick money. In fact, it's passive money. There's no time, almost no time required at all to maintain that cash flow coming in. Mm -hmm. So you sort of move through them, right? So earned to portfolio to passive, and you could build them all at the same time if you wish. You could take the money from quick money and put it into something else. You could take, refinance uh, or sell your property or your asset and put it into something else. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a balance, you know. But you and, need money at the end of the day now, right? Yeah, that's that's what my the, the whole point is. I think is um, because I see those influencers. Uh, I don't want to shit on anybody, so I won't mention them. But there are people that want to sell their courses. I get it. They want to make the money from the courses. So they refer to long-term investing and yada, yada, yada. Mm. But at the end of the day, if you don't make it back within a month or so, the investment you're putting in today, um, I don't say it's not worth it, but if you trying to get to a point that you can invest in big stuff, and when I talk big stuff, I say equity in businesses, um, real estate, like all those bring passive income where you just earn the profits and you don't have to do anything, which is essentially, I guess it's my goal. <laughs> I cannot speak for you guys, but um, that's essentially what allows you to do things you only can dream of at the moment. And so thinking of that, keeping the long term kind of goal of you want to do, I don't know, you want to travel to 50 different countries in one year you definitely can do that you know when you don't have to worry about money coming in you know and even if 
you don't have the passive income and you have a skill that can be done from all over the world, uh, something in e-commerce or coding, essentially, um, then you also need to focus too heavily on long term. Later, when you're older, just keep that in mind. Your 70-year-old or your 60-year-old self um, probably don't have or doesn't have the energy you have today. And just keep that in mind. When you're older, you want to have maybe about 20% of energy wasted on actually the money piece or 20% spent on money or what is the uh, term? Survival stuff. Everything else should just be joy because once you're older, you don't have the capacity anymore. You don't have the, uh, yeah, general, you just can't operate in that manner what you do right now in your 20s and 30s, maybe even in your 40s, right? So you have that kind of block physically that you cannot remove with any type of skills except money because this is how the world works. It's about the money, right? Um, so I, for, I know you wrote down delayed gratification. Um, I am a person, I can sacrifice years to get something. That's totally fine, but it can be also very dangerous because then I just push my wants very far in the future without maybe eliminating the chance to actually enjoy it while like longer. Does that make sense? Mm. So if I push it back yeah. for 10 years, then I lost 10 years of enjoying it. That kind of delight gratification. You can still enjoy the journey, right? And it kind of, we touched on this last episode in terms yeah. of not celebrating wins and uh, falling in love with the process. Yeah. In terms of delayed gratification. So, well, uh, let me just finish my train of thoughts for this one. <laughs> um, my point is this, I want to get um, the Mercedes-Benz GT63 SAMG. And I don't want to be financially irresponsible because this car costs uh, 170K, I think, or 190, close to 200. Um, but this is my the car that I really love. I drove that once, even though it was just in the parking lot, but I drove it. <laughs> and it's just, um, I love that car. I don't know. It's just the car for me. I don't like it's not for anybody or whatever. It's just for me, pure joy sitting in this thing and just hear the engine. You feel the vibration of the engine. So, yes, I wanted to delay it as much as I can to become financially responsible enough to make that buying uh, decision. But I don't want to push it all the way up to my 70s or 80s because then I'm definitely I'm okay with having this kind of car. This is the delight, this type of delight gratification that I don't want you guys to do. So there's like a, you guys need to find your own kind of balance. How soon can you get it to be fair enough to say, okay, I still got I have enough to put the work in to make this work. Does that make sense? I don't know. 
Yeah. I do have to bring up one thing that I want to disagree with you on, though. Okay. Yeah. And that is the age thing, right? We Age is a number, and there you can still have energy at 70, and you can still have energy after that as well, or before that, whatever. In fact, it's funny that you mention all of this stuff about the cars, because I know someone who is, um, I don't know if he's a billionaire, maybe, but he's, you know, a multimillionaire at least. He's about 70 years old. And he has all of these fast cars and stuff. He goes on track days and things like that. And then you ask him, oh, like, how many times have you crashed? And he doesn't even know the amount of times that he's crashed. And he's, like, talking to me about he has, like, all sorts of, like, rare cars and stuff like that, um, including, like, a Porsche GT3, uh, including a Saab Carlson, I think, which is one of 400 and various other fast cars, but he's like, yeah, okay, he's a bit like slow walking and things like that. But I bet you he's not slow in the car. And if you're at seventy driving those types of cars, you're still having fun. Well, you know, good on you. Yeah. But in terms of you know delayed gratification, there's always this the idea that the longer your time horizon, the more that you can do. I think really we've sort of gone quite far ahead in terms of both of these things, quick money and long-term money, but we haven't really understood. And I think this is for the listeners out there is really what you need to understand is your position now and what your goals are. Because if your position right now is I can't put food on the table, of course, you're going to go for quick money. You would go for quick money yeah. until you get food on the table enough. And then you would maybe build up an emergency fund and then you would pay off your credit card bill. So you're not paying 50% interest or more or you know 30 to 70 percent interest something ridiculous and then maybe then you're going to start you once that all that money's paid off then perhaps you can start putting money towards some long-term investment some more skill some learning um there's also the saying obviously the more you earn the more the more you learn the more you earn and that you you know you get paid for the value that you put out if you have the skills and you provide the value you're going to get paid more so I encourage people to understand their own situation first mm -hmm. because I would hate for someone to not be able to eat and get a dollar and then try and invest that in long term. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, of course. It does make sense and uh, it's a great point because this is what Warren Buffett also says is um, before you think of investing because this is um, how I got to the to the skepticism of those influencers, right? Because he was saying, before you talk anything about investing, you better have no credit card debt. You better have no personal loans. You better don't have a car that you need to pay off. You better don't have um, a unreasonable house to pay off. Um, mm -hmm. Because all those things, like you said, it's about it really depends on where you live because here in the US we have uh, from 15 to all the way to 50% of interest rate depends on what credit card you're using. Um, so yeah. the return of investment in the S&P 500, this is the... In anything, you won't it's, get it. It's about 10% what you will get back. Yeah. And if you Before consider inflation. if you consider inflation, uh, then you actually, <laughs> the first time ever last year, you lost the money. Um, completely. Uh, not because the stock market crashed, but because the inflation was higher than the returns of the growth, which 
basically means whatever money you had the year before, you had the exact same amount of money and capacity to buy stuff, the buying power, um, the next year. But regardless, in the norm, you say 10%, 7 to 10% is the growth rate. So this is the interest rate you are getting from the money you have invested. And this is an important point because Warren Buffett said, before anything, half this paid off. You know, debt is not all debt, like all debt is not bad debt, but everything that's related to your personal finances, debt has always been bad. That there's no, mm, there's, there's no thing that you should, uh, you know, invest. It's okay that you invest in stuff. No. Um, yeah. To learn a skill, maybe. You should go to college and pay 10K. I don't know. Depends on the situation. If you need to be a lawyer <laughs> or a doctor. That's a conversation for another time. Exactly. But uh, in, in that term, uh, yes, that's fine. But everything else, like you said, get this at first straight. Have a firm base that you can build up on it. And uh, then you can focus on the long-term money. That's what, what I wanted to come back to. So the quick yes, money yes. is good to have everything leveled out. So you're at the base. And once you have your base established, then you can focus on the long money, like the long term. Yes, 100%, 100%. Yeah, I think. And that, yeah, the long term money can be the big money once you get into compounding and things like that. Yeah. But, you know, that's the thing with long-term money. The idea of long-term money, generally speaking, is to get into passive income. And that is basically, that means that you do not have to exchange time for money. The time input and the money output are not, direct, are not directly related. So that means that you could put in, say, 100 hours and then make way more than £10 an hour. Something I'm not going to do public maths. But there's also... Um, uh, a rule there's a couple of like sort of different sayings and rules in terms of retirement and if you wanted to invest and you can look up calculators online say you're going to invest the idea here with lot with investing for long term there's the longer that you invest the more compounding happens and therefore the more that you will get so investing starting to invest a hundred pound a month into uh, passively managed in managed index funds for example that are well diversified if you start at 20 compared to starting at 30, there's a massive difference. Mm -hmm. And you can invest that £100, £200, whatever it may be, um, every single month. The idea is that you dollar cost average. So when the market is down, you're buying. When the market is up, you're buying. Yeah. And you average, you basically average the market, yeah. right? And history has told us over the last so many years um, that if you do this, on average, you will probably be able to retire without much uh, worries. And uh, I want to emphasize that you cannot rely on the government to help you retire. Maybe in some countries, actually, but no, definitely no, not in the USA yeah, no. and definitely not in the UK. And definitely not I in think Germany. Maybe some, <laughs> <laughs> definitely not in Germany. I think maybe uh, in some of the... Except if, um, you're, if you're foreign and you have like those uh, supportive systems, then yes. But if you are a German citizen, you, uh, you bite the grass. Let me tell you that. Yeah. Anyways, and it's a shame because they don't teach you it in school, do they at all? Uh, unfortunately, not. No. So that's 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 yeah. That's the sad reality. Um, 
But to that, I want also to point out, if we talk about investing, I want you to not think of just real estate. I don't want you to think of just the stock market. Um, what I want you to do is think of what brings in money on a consistent basis without you having to put in any real effort in. So it means you can invest in, I don't know, like a sports team, for example. Uh, you can invest also in businesses, buy equity in, in firms. Mm. Um, like be, think outside the box. It's not just stock market. It's just the easiest way to give you the broad understanding. But think outside the box, please. Um, I think really actually here's, here's a thing, a point to note, is that quick money is getting cash in your hand. Investing is preserving that capital. And by in doing so, because you could invest in watches, for example, that will go up in value, yes, but you're not going to make passive income from. But at the same time, if you had that 20 grand in the bank, it will go down in value. Yeah. So investing is a way of essentially preserving capital, although that there are investment vehicles that can provide you with income as well. Yeah. And then also, um, just because we talk about passive income, uh, because that's what our goal is, um, there was also, I unfortunately don't have the resources anymore, but I've seen a calculation, I think it was $6 million um, per person to retire and live stress-free. And if you want to pass this on, then you need to have um, a quarter, three, quarter million, uh, yeah, three quarters of a million added to the retirement for for your next generation per person six million seems high there's a um there's a rule out there called the four percent rule which may actually be outdated as inflation has changed and things oh like that. you know i think i know what it was it was uh, six and a half million i think that what's that's what it was six and a half million to preserve uh three generations so you your kids and your uh, grandkids. Ah, uh, I see, right, right, yeah, I see what you mean, yeah. So this, if you have this money in cash, um, this allows you to, you to uh, be free, don't have to worry about anything. And uh, let's just assume you have not invested anything in the stock market or anywhere else. Uh, so six and a half million will provide enough for you to retire for the end of your life um, will help you to have a mediocre life for or like a median average life for your kids and then also for their kids and then the money is gone uh, so this is like the rule i've came across i, I unfortunately i don't remember where i've picked it up um, but i have found it quite interesting because i think that's also true if you want to live that way as well if you don't trust the investing game understandable because sometimes it just seems a little bit sus, <laughs> you know? You just need education in these things and learn, like, look, anything can, like, if I can turn to you and be like, look, in, in 10 years' time, I'm going to have, I don't know, a million or something in cash. I... You'd be like, hmm, how is that possible? But if you actually do the education, you do the maths, you understand it, you learn from a couple of different people, you do your own time and research, then maybe, you know, maybe... Um, don't believe everything that you hear do your own research. yeah so the reason I, well the reason i say it's it's not necessarily about the knowledge because did you hear about the uh, the investigation um or the allegations against the pfizer 
uh, CEO? Uh, no. So what the CEO of Pfizer did, or a high-ranked CEO, um, first off, they actively manipulated COVID to uh, make different variations so they can sell more vaccines. So that's number one. Wow. Um, second thing is he and Twitter had um, had a communication that he that Twitter suppresses everyone who is talking negatively about vaccines. Really? Yeah. So those files Whoa. that um, Elon Musk is releasing to the public. Yeah. Um, this is being released and reviewed and uh, fact checked. Wow. So this is this is exactly why sometimes your connections matter way more mm. than any of of the education you have on uh, any topic really mm. uh, but yeah it's one of these conspiracy lizards everyone is a lizard or something or yeah powerful people are lizards it's one of those conspiracy theories but at the end of the day look the ordinary person listening to this you're probably just trying to make some money yeah exactly right? and drive to wealth yeah in your and continuously yeah. get a better car, basically, exactly. on your way to wealth. <laughs> but exactly. in terms of actual investments and things like that, like, look, there isn't really too much conspiracies, not that I've come across against, say, investing in the stock market, if you wanted to research that. I agree. Or, say, flipping, you know, shoes, um, special basketball shoes that may be rare and things like this, or record vinyl records or, you know, yeah. fixing up phones and things like that i'm sure research into these sorts of things and real estate is like you know there may be some conspiracies at the very high level um and there may be some like pull the wool over the eyes at some level but um you can still you can still make money on the uh, lower levels of the game definitely i agree and uh, on that note i think we can refer one of our previous episodes i think it was episode 11 ways to make money with real estate and uh, yeah. marketing this is a way that you can make quick money as well as long-term money 